When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that. And uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Footwork. I'm Dylan. And I'm Sean. And each week we're bringing stories and tips from around the globe as we dive into our journey abroad. I'm learning what it takes to follow our dream and hopefully yours, even if it's not soccer. So, Sean, we get to breath. What's up? How you doing? Well, you know, in our little intro, we say follow your dream, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Dreams. Yeah, let's get right into it. Let's yeah, get right into it. We're recording live from Hamburg, but, you know, this is a passionate topic for us, so... Without further ado, let's get right into it. I mean, the dreamers, kind right? of what this podcast is about. Yeah, I mean, I think for I us, it was definitely due to yeah dedicate an episode purely to this yeah topic. I think there's a lot of different areas we can cover in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll start off by asking you: How did you know that this was your dream? Why did you, uh, you know, take this step instead of this comfortable? you know, office job, making a lot of money. Why did you choose to do this? Well, I think, I mean, if you look so far back when I was a kid, um, my dream was to always be a professional soccer player. And as um, you guys might have seen in our little promo video at the end, it's one of those preschool things in the yearbook or kindergarten, whenever it was. And it's, you know, my mom actually has a few of those. And it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm Um, and it was always soccer player, always. Um, I think as I got older and I saw that like this would be really hard, I kind of shied away from like saying that's what I wanted to be, you know, um, especially like in college, you know, going to a D3 school, you start th- floating that around and people are kind of like, what? Yeah. I remember actually. The haters come out of the woods. You know, it's crazy. I think you were in this with me. Do you remember we met with the MLS commissioner? Yes. Don Garber. Yes, Don Garber. And me and you, actually, this yeah. is something we haven't talked about since that happened, I yeah. think. So me and you, um, we met with him with someone else. I can't remember. Debo. Maybe it was Debo. Debo was okay. and, and a few other athletes from other, that, it was like a weird combination of people. Yeah. Because he was... But he was an alumni He's of an alumni Oneonta, and commissioner he, of MLS. Yeah, commissioner of Major League Soccer in America. And he he asked us kind of like what we were planning to do after college. Mm-hmm. And me and you, I can't what year this was, but me and you both said at this point. I like, feel like this was our junior year. Yeah, maybe. And we were both like we want to pursue soccer yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. And I, he kind of gave us like a, yeah. like, oh, that's great. Like, yeah. kind of pandering to us in a way, you know? Right. He's just one of the many, though. Of course, yeah. I mean, this I is, mean, that's part of the reason why list. I'm doing this, is to show people that, like, you can go to a small D3 school, mm-hmm. and then when you get over here, actually, everything you did in the U.S., like, doesn't matter. On Does paper. Does not matter. Everything written on paper means nothing. It's like, what can you do in training today? Yeah. And that says it all. That's what I love about it. Which but is great. To, to come back to your question, how did I know this was the dream? For me, I think, 
you know, and we'll we'll break this down into different segments today. But for me, it's something that gets me out of bed in the morning. It's something that fulfills me. It's something that gives me, you know, um, a different meaning and a different purpose. And I just love it, man. Like it just brings a smile to my face every time I touch a ball. Mm-hmm. And right now, thinking about literally just having a pass. Yeah, like that. It brings a good feeling over yeah. me. So like, even when I was young, especially when I was young, like you couldn't get me off the field. All I wanted to do was play. Um, I'm I'm a gym rat. I'm always doing something. I love playing. I love being active. Mm-hmm. So combining all these different loves with this specific sport, which I always found to be the most ideal for me, because other sports. Um, I was good at other sports, but this sport, I think, was true to, like, one, my skills and what I like in a sport. Yeah. So, baseball, I was good young, but, like, for me, that's just, like, too much stoppage and mm-hmm. not enough to show, like, everything. Like, I'm a, I'm, I was a hyper kid. Like, right. I'm trying to freaking move around. Yeah. Not stand in left field and, like, Pick hope, daisies. Yeah, and hope a ball comes to <laughs> me. No offense to baseball players, but that just for me, it wasn't it. Yeah. Um, basketball, I still love to play, but there's a certain point where you have to be realistic yeah. with yourself too. You know, I'm five ten on a good day, so I, dreams of making the NBA at you know maybe if I had put in all this work, you know, they have five. Oh, it's six, possible. But, I mean, the occasional Allen Iverson, who's also not even he's like six foot. You know, they yeah, look there's, short. There's smaller guys. There's sure. like five something guys that have made it to the yeah. NBA. But my level of skill and love for basketball wasn't right. matched. So I wasn't gonna. I yeah. wasn't that determined. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like the idea in soccer where you can like play this entire time, you can fuck up, but then you can also just like come right back into it and make up for that fuck up yeah. and then constantly be in this i don't know man soccer is just like it's the just, flow of it is yeah, just so yeah. there's nothing it you just can immediately compare. you can immediately correct your mistake because if you say you lose the ball you can just win it back Run after it yeah and like it's over with and then i just also love team sports yeah. like i love the feeling of being with the team with the, the camaraderie with the yeah the camaraderie the towards room. a certain goal yeah you know i like golf but like i didn't for that, for competitive golf, it just, yeah, I just, I wanted to like, you know, it's also very slow, uplift so someone or have someone yeah, uplift exactly. me when you need it. It's just a give and take. But yeah. for, yeah, there's, there's so many more reasons, but to, to boil it down into that for sure. Mm. How about you? If you like, you know, I'm trying to think of the exact moment where I said, this is what I wanted to do. I mean, mm-hmm. so like, like you, when I was in kindergarten, um, I had that same little thing and wrote I want to be a professional soccer player um, numerous times. But then definitely growing up, it wasn't at the forefront of my brain because I played baseball and basketball just as often. Yeah, just American kids um, playing everything they can. Also American football. I mean, like with my friends. You played American football? Like with my friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Almost every day. So that was the thing. It's like my friends didn't want to play uh, soccer with me because they just weren't great. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't really want to play with them because the level was so much different that, mm-hmm. like, it just wasn't that fun. Whereas, let's play, you know, like, football or basketball or wiffle ball or something like that. So we always played sports. I was always playing sports as a kid every single day after school. So that was just normal. And then, uh, I guess as I grew, I was always playing on multiple teams at once. And I always found myself that I would get onto a team and maybe at first... 
you know, I wasn't the best player there. But at some point, over a short period of time, I became the best player. And then it was like, all right, I need something more new. difficult. Okay, and then yeah. I need to get new, to this next challenge. level. And then very quickly, I will become, like, one of the strongest players on the team. And then yeah. it's like, I just need to keep getting challenged. And that's why I was always playing on more than one team at once because yeah. I needed to play with better players so that I wasn't the best in the group so that I can... If there's better players around me, I know I'm going to get to their level really quickly. You hate being stagnant. In Correct. And I hate playing with players that are worse than me because then I will, first of all, I'm not going to improve as quickly, and then I'm going to go down to their level Sink at to some level. point. Yeah. So for me, I mean, the idea of professional sports is actually that, is you are putting yourself in a position to be with players that are better than you. So that you can play up and to their level. And if yeah. you either play up to their level or you get cut, yeah. like, and yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. not on the team. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where it stemmed from. And then I just it, that just you know dawned on me. There's a few accolades I got. The Nike the Chance thing was a big thing where I realized, like, wow, pro-life is pretty cool. Like, you just wake yeah, up, train, mm-hmm. eat, relax, mm-hmm. train again, mm-hmm. eat, relax, train again. And I was like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, this is everything I love. I love going to the gym. I love always trying to improve myself in any way possible. And like Do you, you said, say especially I, physical? Physically, I physically came more... As I got older, maybe like 16 or 17, I started really realizing that, oh, that's something that I can do that others aren't doing. Mm -hmm. So like people are just simply lazy and don't know. And if I know a lot about this and put in the work, I can make myself even better than these players out off the pitch, off the field. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something you can always improve on. Now, was it always soccer for you? Like, or you felt like it kind of... No, because at 13, I I chose soccer. Okay, that was so it. So it was that's it because uh, at that point I was playing. <laughs> I've seen you shoot a ball in basketball. CYO basketball, but baseball, it was. I had to choose one because it was too much. Yeah. And thankfully I chose soccer with the help of my dad. He convinced me. Mm-hmm. And uh, thankfully I did that. And yes, and then ever since then I was just on multiple soccer teams. Would you say, like, in a way you're kind of addicted to the competition against players and then also yourself to get better? Would you say it's an addiction? Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Like I love it's an play- obsession. I guess I, is a yeah, word. it's an obsession. I love playing against players that are quote unquote better than me, mm-hmm. um, and then just like getting up to their level and then being better than them. And like mm-hmm. it's just a little in my head. It's like a win. Yeah. It's like at first, you know, from the outside, people thought, "Oh, they were better," and then now all of a sudden, here I am. Exactly. And it's like Surprise. actually in that Anelka documentary on Netflix, he spoke about that, and I loved it. He said. Why would you say someone is better than you? He's like, why? Like, he, he has a very interesting attitude towards life, but he's like, why would I say someone is better than me? Like, just because they've, like, played more doesn't mean they're better than me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I get it. It's like, yeah, they have more experience, but, like, maybe in a few weeks I'm going to be better than them. Yeah. Just as good as that. Like, don't be scared of a player. So yeah, why speak. say it, too? Why say it? Like, whatever. Mm. You know, you can even the playing field in many ways just because they're better technically. You know, you could give someone a hard day just playing with them physically. Absolutely. So, like, there's different ways to win the sport. Mm. And I just love all the facets of it and trying to improve all those different little fields. Yeah. And it's really just something that I honestly think about 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Yeah. Like, I wake up. It's literally the first thing I think of waking up. How can I, what I'm eating, what I'm drinking, what can I do at the gym, what... I just think about it all day long, mm-hmm. how I can improve mm-hmm. in every aspect of it. There I mean, was, it's a um, serious obsession. But. There was a cool thing in a podcast um, 
with uh, Paolo Ono, ono that you showed me, the yeah. speed skater. And he they were talking about why balance is a great thing, but if you look at people who master their craft, yeah. there's like no such thing as balance. No. Name, like name, was, name someone great in their field. Yeah. Like Tiger, superb. Tiger Woods. And then say, do they have a balanced life? And no. No, not no. really. Not really. I'm sure that they find ways to make their kind of balance work. Sure. But if you want to master a craft or yeah. you are obsessed with something, and that's yeah. usually where the best athletes, the best musicians, yeah. um, not to say they don't have a balanced life, but they're... They don't in a way, though. It's just like... Because it's all this, all their energy. Like you said... It, I wake up and I think about football. I think about how I can make myself yeah. better. I think about what I should eat, when I should eat it, mm-hmm. what I should be doing for stretching, for mm-hmm. all this. You know, going back to our consistency episode. You know, yeah. this is the only way I think you can really master something or yeah. get to the level to reach your full potential. For sure, you have to. I mean, you have to go all in on it. Mm. And. There's just so many different aspects, and you can always learn more. And I just love I love learning in general. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to this, it's like sports are cool because you can see the results of your effort really quickly yeah, or absolutely. lack of it. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you don't put in the work, you know, and you show up to preseason and you it's can't run. It's just always changing, like, man. Like, you know, you have a bad day you know, when I Like I, I hate today. to see players do that. It's like, you know... Being able to just run is like the foundation of the game of soccer. And when you show up to a, like a preseason and you can't run, it's like, like what are you doing? Bro. You know, like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't, like, you can't run? That's, yeah. This is the sport. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, the, that is the easiest thing to take care of. And like, for any of you aspiring footballers out there, like, make sure you take care of that because when you aren't fit... That's the first impression. Then you can only, the make, first impression, you can only then make one first impression. You're at such a high risk of getting injured. Yeah, absolutely. Um... And for me, it was just like putting in all that work, whether it's physically or mentally or technically, I just enjoy it. Yeah. And I always, I think that's what it stems from is I loved going on to a new team, training with a new team before doing this professional. At the moment, I thought they were so much better than like the, the speed of play, for yeah. example. But then. I was like, damn, this is really quick from what I'm week, used to. Yeah. But then a week or two later, I'm running the session. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, it's ooh, I like this. Yeah, like, I can right. I can distinctly re- remember going from, in, going into freshman year, mm-hmm. and I played with my older brothers, a lot of his teammates. So these guys are, almost all of them Division One players um, at very good schools, good programs, and they're juniors and seniors. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, a lot older, they're four years older than me, and they've been playing at this like a lot higher level than I'm used to. And especially and the on first, paper, you see the that. first session, I was like taken back by the speed of play. Like, wow, this is so much faster than I'm used to. Like, you don't have any time on the ball. But then a few weeks later, it was like this is just normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was, and it just it, that continued to happen. And you go to college, and it's the same thing. And then a few weeks into it, it's like, oh, this is just. Dude, normal. what do we say all the time about growth and being in an uncomfortable yeah. place? Yeah. It was uncomfortable at exactly. first. But then once you were able to kind of, you know, be in that environment a little bit, yeah. it you becomes just to it. It becomes, it becomes your niche. Your new normal. And yeah, then you gotta push the level again. And then it just continues to improve that. And sometimes it doesn't happen as quickly as you would want in whatever field you put yourself in, but you mm-hmm. will adjust. Yeah. If you put in the effort, you're gonna adjust to the people around you. And that goes the same way if you spend more time around people that are worse, so to speak. So in, in sports, if they're just worst athletes or worst players in this sport, 
you're not going to improve as fast. So you're going to start doing things that they do, which yeah. are bad habits or... I mean, there's so many different things. I mean, even outside of athletics or anything, just yeah. like we've said before, and you know everyone's heard that quote, you're like the, the five people you hang out with yeah. the most. Right. Once if, you start inheriting their bad characteristics, because exactly. as humans, we just naturally like to fit in. It's yeah. just a, it's a, one of our primal instincts. Mm-hmm. So once we're trying to fit in, we're inheriting these bad things, these, you know, mean things they say, whatever it is, you know. Yeah, or just laziness. Laziness, or being yeah. being satisfied yeah. with what you have. Exactly. Like, or, not satisfied, but content. Like ah, I'm I'm good with just comfort. Comfort. I, I want to be comfortable. Exactly. We're and anti-comfort. We are anti-comfort, and I love it. Yeah, me too. And I think that I mean, this is just how I will. Con- this is like kind of a fundamental thing of my life. Mm-hmm. It's like, why be comfortable? Because if you're comfortable, you're not learning. You're not improving. Yeah. And this could be out anything other than sports. Sports is like what we're doing right now. But in the grand scheme of things, it's like. Be uncomfortable in some way so you can improve. Mm-hmm. Like, and seeing these little incremental improvements and whatever it is, is just like, that's what drives me. Yeah, so you kind of, I like it. So you kind of thrive on one, you know, being in an environment where you aren't comfortable and then making it your own and yeah. kind of proving to yourself and to other people that you belong or you're better. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think proving to the other people is just a byproduct of yeah. me wanting to improve myself. Exactly. And knowing that, oh, now I belong with these people. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know the classic things. Like, you have people at home that, oh, this guy, you know, he's pro here, here, and here. But then you play with them. And it's like, who's pro? It's like, oh man, who, who, is so the, who is the guy that we're hyping up now? And it's like, a lot on Long Island, there's a lot of people like this. And it's just like, I love that. Because here we go to Oneonta, this small D3 school. No one knows where I played. It doesn't matter. But then when we play in the field, it's like, oh, wait, who's this kid? And, like, I don't need to say anything. Like, just let the play speak for itself. That's what, that's I, love what it. I love about like, this. Like, I don't care that this guy played in the MLS mm-hmm. for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what do we see right now? That's you know? what, that's what I, I, another thing to, to add to that, why soccer is so amazing is because, yeah, the politics and all that shit sucks. But like you said, once we step on that field... It didn't matter what you thought about me going to a D3 school. doesn't make a difference. Like, once I get past you, like, did yeah. it, what does that matter? Is that going to... Oh, now gonna, you got past me. Yeah, but he's D3. Oh, like, that doesn't... It's done. Slap him with it's my gone. CV. And yeah. He's going <laughs> to stop. Fall down. All right, your ball. Oh, sorry, your ball. You played pro for... But to... to <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here you go, man. No, sorry sorry, sorry. sorry. My bad, my bad. I'll take that Meg back. But to bring this back into kind of how we know this was the dream... I think for people, it's it's very important to know that your obsession or your passion, it doesn't have to be certainly an obsession, but your passion has to meet hard work and it has to meet that skill and knowledge. You know what I mean? Like us thinking I'm good at this, I could do this is good. And that's good that we recognize that. But, you know, that doesn't equate us to being professional soccer players. You have to have all three mm-hmm. and you have to be realistic. Like... You have to have that passion, you have to have the hard work, and you have to have the skill or knowledge depending on what you're, you know, you're doing. So, no, I wasn't trying to become a basketball player because, you know, I may have had some skill when I was younger, I may have had some, some passion, and I may have had some hard work, but one, it wasn't realistic, and I didn't have enough of all three. Mm-hmm. With soccer, I have enough of all three of those things where, you know, I was like, okay, J.P. Morgan can wait. Yeah. And I also think a really big part of this dream that made it so obvious was 
think I mentioned it last podcast or two podcasts ago, episodes ago, is like you can only do something professional in sports more or less in this small window. Like, mm-hmm. so it was mm-hmm. graduating college was a, a for sure thing. So mm-hmm. from 21 to whatever, say 31, 35, whatever it is, you have this really small window that you can play professional sports. It's our shelf life. So why, why, if you have the ability, you need the ability, yes, mm-hmm. which you can always improve. Mm-hmm. And you have the work ethic. Why would you not do this? Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't, that part didn't make sense to me. Like it was so clear that of course I'm going to do this. And then there's other things, other reasons why I'm doing this to show other people that you can do this coming mm-hmm. from nothing. You know, not not coming from a big school, a no-name school. Hey, it's not nothing. It's the Oneonta State. It's the Oneonta State University. This is facts. But um, regardless, yeah, I just thought it was so obvious and apparent that why would I work the typical normal job now mm-hmm. if I can do this? Or I can try this. Did if you, it didn't work, then okay, it doesn't work. But I kind of knew in my head it was going to work. I was going to make it in work. In some way, it was going to work. At some point, there was going to be a team that saw value in me. Yeah. And whatever it yeah, was... Yeah. Uh-huh. And I know that when I get on into a place, an environment where the people around me are better, I'm going to adjust to that level and really quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just thought there's someone out there that's going to see that, even just that aspect, and be like, okay, maybe this is like an investment. We could bring him in, and he's going to become a better player. And then this is a business, and then whatever, sell him off later. But regardless, I always thought that someone out there will see this because other coaches have seen this before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, well, when there's a few people saying this, then why not? In the professional game. Yeah. So you knew this was the dream, and then it even came full circle to you that you knew this was the only time. Yes. Exactly right. And I think um, another big thing for us in recognizing why or how, or that this, you know, just was the dream, was that big thing of how it makes us feel. Like, that fulfillment process, I don't think, you know, everyone is lucky enough, as lucky as us, to, you know, be so familiar with that feeling. So like when I when I get on a field, whether it's you know training and even especially if it's a game, there is nothing else going on, not in the world. No. There's literally I'm lost in it. It's meditative for me because that zone that we find ourselves in is so powerful, and I'm not thinking about you know no offense to anyone else, but I'm not thinking about family, friends, trauma. No girlfriends. There's nothing. It's literally an escape for me, and it's in its own way. It's its own. Like each practice, each game is its own. It's its own life. You know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Where it's, it's like so visceral. You're so in. You're so in it. Yeah. Like I, I just don't think about anything when I'm playing. And there's so much like a game, a one like a match of of soccer can can teach you. It's just kind of like, you know. There's so much hard work that goes into it. Then there's like the setbacks. Then there's all of this. So you know, when I'm on the field, all those things are happening. It's yeah. like I'm in my own my own world. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. Like we said, I look forward to this every day. Yeah. Well, they say like that quote: um, "If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life." Mm. It's kind of the idea. Is like we've been doing this. I was on my first real official team at three years old. I mean, and we've been playing ever since then. Mm-hmm. So like. The fact that now someone's going to pay us to do the same thing, like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's just, it could it literally couldn't be better. Yeah. You know? And there's, of course, there's, like, a lot of, you know, the dirty side of the game, which we've covered, but mm-hmm. whatever. That's just a byproduct that you, you know, hopefully have an agent that deals with that part, and then you just play. Yeah. And, like, 
it's it's the game we were playing for fun as a kid, and now someone's paying us to do the same thing that we've been doing. Well, especially like you know now going through a lot of these trials and stuff and seeing you know more sides of the game and always being involved in those political things like now more than ever I find myself just trying to control what I can control yeah and when I do that like I'm having so much fun playing every single day yeah knowing that my job is to be the best player I can be and so I get stuck in that world and that's literally the only thing that I'm thinking about and it's consuming me but it's also like this is just so fucking fun. Like so much fun. And I think also it fit, it's like the sports teach you teach you so much and the more you get into it, like the more professional it is, mm-hmm. the more it teaches you because the focus that you need to have and the cost of mistakes. Yeah. I mean, when I take this into another profession, it's like and just just going to outwork anyone because they just don't understand this level of focus yeah. and like what mistakes will do. And for us, I know especially, we've said this a couple times, that we kind of get lost of the, we lose track of the day. So a big thing that you've always heard in college and, you know, people who are unhappy at their jobs is that Sunday scaries, Sunday mm-hmm. scaries. Right. I, I can't, I really cannot remember the last time I had a Sunday scary. Yeah. Like it was probably college. And yeah. being like hungover, but now it's like this is like, I mean, obviously. Can you, can you clarify for everyone what a Sunday scary is? So a Sunday scary is like, including myself. You don't know what a Sunday scary is? I have an idea. Okay, so a Sunday scary. I thought this was like just. It's not. I thought this was world known. So a Sunday scary. I have an idea of it, but I'm not so sure that. I feel like other people out there don't know what well, it is. I'm either. glad you asked me to clarify because a Sunday scary is essentially like a Sunday evening, knowing that the work you have week to work Monday. Okay, the, the work week is coming, and yeah. it's like this anxiety buildup. Yeah, okay, and That's you're what like, I, oh, I don't want to go to yeah, bottom. yeah, yeah, so, for sure. That doesn't exist. I mean, I I get it that we kick a ball around, but yeah. like this is the thing that we're trying to drive into you guys is that when you find that passion and you find something that fulfills you. Sunday scaries don't exist, and we are anti-Sunday scaries here. We are anti-Sunday. Like, we're, we're starting to yeah. become anti a lot of things. We are, yeah, and we're proud of it. We're proud of it. It's good anti. Yeah, exactly. So, Bill, how can you recognize your dream? Ooh, okay, so we're getting right into the action. Yeah, we got it. It's time to start talk, stop talking. Yeah. Oh, well, well, I have to talk. Okay, so how more, but... can you recognize your dream? I think... It's especially important to be intrinsic. So you have to know yourself, know what fulfills you, know what do I look forward to, what am I thinking about before I go to bed, what am I talking with my friends about, what can I not wait to share with my family, you know, what drives me, what, you know, gives me meaning in a sense. Like, there's so many different avenues and it's, you know... Like it doesn't it doesn't end with sports or it doesn't. Start I mean, with sports. I feel like it's, it comes down to what what do you want to learn more about? You know, that's another yeah. That's kind of like whatever profession you're going to go into, you have to keep learning. Yeah, I mean, what do you want to become? Explore? Whatever the best that is. Yeah. So, what do you look forward to learning more new things about? Whatever this topic is or sport is, mm-hmm. like what what drives you? I mean, that's for me. I feel like that's where it comes from. Is like. There's just endless things that I can learn about the sport to improve on it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 
as you get older too, it's like you realize that there's like a more mental learning that you could do and it's not always physically. Yeah. So then it's like... I mean, there's so many different avenues. Yeah, there's just so many different avenues. And I think in any any real world scenario, a, a, a non-sporting job is that, you know, what what do you enjoy learning about? What do you, what are you always thinking about? There's mm-hmm. got to be something. Yeah. And, and with that, it doesn't mean just because you have this dream that you just stop everything else in your life no. to do this. Because we get it. You still have to pay the bills. I mean, we do, we, you know, we work a job that we don't want to do, but it pays the bills and it gets done and it allows us to continue to pursue the dream mm-hmm. of what we're doing. And, yeah. and one day we don't have to do this job, mm-hmm. but at the moment it's just what it is, what it is. Yeah, exactly. But that doesn't mean that you can't continue to follow your dream because you have to work whatever, five hours, eight hours a day on this other job. Mm-hmm. What about the rest of your day? Yeah, exactly. You know, you could put all that extra time into this. Are you going to go out party on a Friday night or are you going to put the time into the dream? I mean, these are the small differences that, you know, you can change and I feel like you can have a job but also pursue a dream on the side and then at and some point... And you can have a job and look for another job. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? You can exactly. look for something else that has all these qualities that you are excited about that yeah. you want to explore. Right. You know, I think I think one of the biggest hindrances is that people are afraid. They're, they're afraid, afraid to the try unknown. something new. They're afraid to yeah. to say they're afraid to like look at themselves in the mirror and say, I'm not happy at this job. Yeah. This job doesn't fulfill me because I think it always boils down to how people will react. Yeah. How will people think of me? Yeah, and I because think, if you didn't care what people thought of you, then you would do what you wanted. You know, like you would be so ingrained in that fact that I'm gonna be happy that you would do it. Right. So and I think also, that's a huge thing. It's now. also a comfort thing as well. Yeah, of course. People, it's, it's, not, it's yeah. a weird thing, but you get comfortable. You get comfortable being unhappy, but you're not like so uncomfortable that you're like, I can't do this anymore. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this sucks, and mm-hmm. I don't enjoy this, mm-hmm. but I'm just gonna keep going because I know that. I leave work at, you know, four o'clock mm-hmm. and I have weekends free mm-hmm. and this amount of money is going to be in my bank account yeah. and I know that my bills are covered. Yeah. I have X amount of money here. Yeah. You know, you don't have to think about any of this. So you're comfortable. I you mean, don't enjoy doing it, but you, yeah. you think, okay, whatever, eight hours, nine hours, I can do it. I don't mind it. Yeah. Enough where you're not going to jump and do something else. Yeah. And people are just looking forward to that vacation to that break. Mm-hmm. They're looking forward to the things that aren't work. And that's totally cool. Like, I get it. You can work so that you can have fun outside of work. Mm-hmm. But how much time are you spending at work then? Like, if you're spending 40 hours a week at work. For your whole life. And you sleep, you know, eight, eight hours, hours a day. Yeah. There's literally such a small window where you can be How much time you have left happy. in that day? Oh, man. You're, I'm, we're not getting into You're the math teacher. <laughs> I'm just painting the general picture here. The general picture is there's not a shitload of time. There's a small amount of time for you to be happy, fulfilled. And if you're always looking forward to these two-hour pockets of time or to these two-day pockets of time, then, I mean, I just the the other time is just even more miserable because you're just – can't wait to get out of it you're not in the now you're looking towards the future or you're thinking oh things were so much better in the past you're fucked yeah that's a good way to put it so but how do you capitalize on this i think let's so how does someone start so i think the main thing someone's listening to to footwork on monday morning yeah okay and they're really motivated fresh off some scaries yeah fresh off some sunday scaries i don't want any sunday scaries 
and uh, well, yeah, it's not what do they it's do? not it's not a snap and it's there. It's uh, it's a process That's and a good it's point. it's the main thing coming back to it when I mentioned how you can recognize your dream is knowing yourself and you never truly know yourself. It's always a process, but there's this. It's so important to be intrinsic and to look inward. So when you look inward, you're asking yourself these questions. What are the reasons I do something? What are my values? What is my motivation? What do I enjoy? What do I dislike? What are my insecurities? What are my strengths? Like these are the questions you ask yourself. um, And that is step one for me. Yeah. That is the underlying base for your happiness, your life, especially with your career. Right. Like what are, what are things that you do that you enjoy doing? Mm-hmm. If you had all the time in the world yeah. and money wasn't a problem, what mm-hmm. would you want to do? Exactly. And, and then you can dive into those fields because there's a lot of opportunities out there that you maybe just never thought of. But mm-hmm. if you break it down or just write it down just for yourself, yeah. when you start writing these things down, like, okay, what, what do I really enjoy doing? Mm-hmm. If I had all the time in the world, what would I do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just because I like doing this. Yeah, it's not exactly. because someone's paying me the amount of money. It's exactly. not because of anything else. Exactly. What do you like to do? Yeah. And then if you list a few of these, you'll realize that there's maybe a common theme. Yeah. And then you can find some sort of work or a job that entails these things. And then you can enjoy doing what you like to do. Yeah. I mean, I think we've all probably taken those, like, personality tests back in school mm-hmm. or, like, you find out what your goal, your values are and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think... You know, you don't have to do that, but like, it's a good, it's a good idea because you're asking yourself those questions like, what are my values in a job, especially? So let's, let's, let's just look at career. What are your values? Do I value money the most? Is money number one? Is freedom to do what I want, to come and go, to, you know, move up in the company? Is that what, you know, I'm looking for? Is it travel? Does travel fulfill me? Adventuring, seeing new places, meeting new people. Is it normality? Do I, you know, crave a nice, you know, big house with a picket fence mm-hmm. and and the dog and kids? And yeah. because you know you may have had a crazy childhood and you're looking for normal. You just want to keep up with the Joneses and that's yeah, what fills I mean, you. And yeah. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, but be honest with yourself. Yeah. Is it you know a team atmosphere, which is part of our thing, and you know, where I like to work with people who are so focused on a common goal because other people get the best out of me. I'm a social person. Mm-hmm. Is it power? Do you want to run something? Do you want to be a leader, um, the captain? Is it helping others? Do you, you know, feel super down when you see those those dog commercials with Sarah McLaughlin oh, no. singing Eyes of an Angel? Yeah. Um, or is it like honest work? Do you like doing like physical things that, you know, can't be sketchy like, you know, a lot of these jobs can kind of have their hidden agendas and mm-hmm. money, capitalism, mm-hmm. you know, all that shit. So is it honest work? Like these are just a few things, but these are the questions that you seriously need to be honest with yourself with. That is the main pillar, pillar base, main base for... Yeah how you can recognize and start to capitalize on your dream. Yeah, totally agree. And going back to what we just said is that you can pursue these dreams and look into another job or mm-hmm. look into something else mm-hmm. while you are still working. Exactly. It's it's not it's not just one thing. I mean, I can think of so many people, successful people that 
they always they work this crap job for a long time just mm-hmm. because it was just they had to pay the bills but in the meantime they were putting in this work on something else yeah and then at some point you don't need that other job anymore yeah and now you're doing what you love but at least that motivates you every day it's like yeah okay i need to do this mm-hmm. but like any downtime i have this is what i'm gonna focus on and yeah. then at some point it, it will work out yeah and it's that's really just like a stepping stone in a way yeah. like this is so it, it's not forever this is just temporary but i know that it's going to come. That's exactly right. And then you can capitalize on it. So now once you have these ideas, you know, for example, say you really like the game of football, right? But maybe you've had some injuries, you can't play, you're not just, you just don't have a lot of skill to begin with. Well, there's a lot of things you could do involving the game of football. Yeah. So if football is the thing that fulfills you. You talk about it with your friends, like you literally are obsessed with it. It drives you and this is something that you can see yourself in. Yes, like Sean said, say you can't play. Be realistic. If you cannot make it to the highest level, well, football is a massive industry. So where can I place myself within football that I'm I'm still fulfilled? Mm -hmm. So what can you do? I mean, to name a few, you could be a coach. You could be a coach, yeah. You could be a coach in many different fields, too. So you could be the fitness coach. You could be a physio on the team. Exactly. You could be... Um, the head coach of the team Mm -hmm. you could be a scout Mm -hmm. so people get paid just to go scout and watch players watch Mm -hmm. young players Mm -hmm. as well as professional Um, you could be a journalist you could be a photographer I mean there's really an endless amount of jobs exactly it it surrounds this one field exactly so and that's what sports in general I mean you could do there's so many different opportunities exactly and you don't have to be athletic to be involved in the sport there's just there really is endless amounts of opportunities that you can do um, and like exactly like a journalist, right? A reporter. Mm-hmm. You just have to be knowledgeable, really, yeah, yeah. and be able to talk well. But yeah. you don't have to be able to play the game. No. And here's another one. Say it's music. Say music fulfills you. Like I mean, you just can't stop listening to music. You go to the concerts. You go. You do everything, but you can't sing, and you're just not that creative of a person. Okay. Well, I can be. An agent. I can be a manager. I can be again a photographer or a journalist mm. or a critic. I can be, you know, I can be a producer if I can't sing, mm. but I can still think of you know ways to be in the creative process. You know, there's a million. There are so many. Yeah. And yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I feel like in that industry too. Like you could even think really outside the box. Is like, who sets up the stage? Yeah, you know? exactly. Like a sound, I don't know like, what they're called. Exactly, but a sound engineer or something or, like this. Yeah. Or just literally building the stage. Yeah, exactly. And then you get to listen to music. I or mean, a promoter. Like a promoter. You, I mean, there's, you book exactly. artists, you know, you get involved in a, a place that books the artists, you yeah. know, not the stage, but like a theater or whatever yeah. it is. Now you get to see yeah. all these live musicians. This works in any field. Any you can think about this. There's so many different things in yeah. this particular field that mm-hmm. have... There's so many opportunities that involve this field. Yeah. And one more just to bring it back to these motivations and and your values. Say a big value is that you like to help people. Okay, so let's dive into that a little bit. What areas can I help in? Like what are my strengths in this? Well, I'm an empathetic person. I like listening to people. Okay, boom. I can be a social worker. I can be a guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. I can be a psychologist. I can be 
a plethora of things. Mm-hmm. This process can literally work with anything. Yeah, you just anything. have to you have to sit down and take time to think about it. Yeah, you know, if 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 you think about it, I don't even think you need that much time to think about it either. I think five or ten minutes, and you will find many different things that you just never really even thought about that were possible or that were maybe opportunities for mm-hmm. you uh, to do. So then ha- once you have this idea, how can you get off the sidelines? How can you take a chance? Well, that's that's it. Take a chance, you know. Well, one, like, you don't have to quit your job. Maybe you do. But, you know, you can always get a new job if you're in, in a situation where many of us are and you can, you've had a job so you can find a new one. You know, it's getting out in front of people, mm-hmm. calling, you know, finding these different paths. The main thing, being honest with yourself, what fulfills me. So let's find that area. Let's find that career that we can be passionate about, you know. And put yourself in the situation. In the situation, Ideally yeah. around the best. Exactly. So Surround don't, yourself. Don't just look at it from afar, but mm-hmm. put yourself in it. It's going to be uncomfortable because maybe you know very little about it. Yeah. But if you really like it, you're going to learn quickly. Exactly. Say you want to be a reporter. Okay, so go to the local news station and (laughs) sit in and just learn, watch, see what they do, see how it works behind the scenes. What you see on TV, there's a lot behind the scenes that go on. Learn. And then maybe you'll realize, actually, I don't like this. And then you go on to the next thing. But if you don't put yourself in that uncomfortable situation, that new situation, you might not ever know if you really like this or not. Yeah, exactly. And this is a good point. You can actually find out if this isn't the dream for you. Yeah, then you can go on to another thing. Exactly. You don't know until you try. Yeah, exactly. So like you said, you said uh, news reporter. Well, what if you like, you know, you love film, you love movies, yeah. you love TV shows, but, you know, you didn't study it and you really have zero experience. Okay, well, <laughs> just like you said, go to a local news station and you can learn about film. Buy a camera. Watch YouTube videos on how to shoot and edit. Mm-hmm. Make your own shit. Like, yeah. there's, again, like this process comes back to you putting in the time, being honest with yourself. Putting yourself in that situation and then yeah. realizing if you like this or not. Exactly. Same thing with the professional game. I mean, we're not at the highest level at the moment. But, like, some people don't find enjoyment from this mm-hmm. because there's so much pressure on performing well that someone would rather just play on a team where they're the best player and... You know, they kick it around every Sunday, and mm-hmm. that's what—that's as far as they want to go with football, and that's, and that's okay. That's okay, yeah. But as long as you know that, yeah, you know, exactly. some people think, yeah. oh, I want to be a professional. Mm-hmm. But then they get here, and they realize, oh, I don't like this. I don't want yeah. to put in this much work, and mm-hmm. I also don't like this pressure always yeah. on me, every training, every yeah. game. You know, I play poorly, then I'm never playing again. It's, but some people don't like that, and that's yeah. fine, and that's good. But then you learn something, and then you go into something else that you really like. But and put you yourself in the learn. uncomfortable situation. Yeah. I feel like... Is probably the most important part of this. Yeah. I think it always boils down to that, unfortunately. We should just stop the podcast, just keep posting that one statement. But, I mean, I think a big thing is that being afraid to fail. I think people have all these excuses. Stop thinking that something is unrealistic when it's within your reach. You know, it works the other way, too. Oh, I can't do this. You You know, I love sports, but I can't work in sports. Yeah, you can. Go, you know intern at fox soccer at fox sports whatever you know mm-hmm. like use connections that you know anyone we all know people who work in different avenues find these connections get yourself off the bench man yeah that's right get a i mean i think oh, if they're talking now for this i think that's what it comes down to is that you just have to find out what you really you think you like you think that this motivates you this drives you every day 
and then put yourself in that situation, mm-hmm. uh, in the field, um, in best, I was just talking German. <laughs> Wait, what were you about to say in German? I'm best in, okay, like, cool. at best. Yeah, yeah. You want to be around the best people in this industry. Yeah. And then you can see if you really like this or not. And there's, mm-hmm. so you can do this with many different things, but you'll find out quickly if you really like this or not. Yeah. There's a lot that you don't know about whatever field it is that maybe you learned about it in school, but then when you get to the real job, you're like, oh, I don't really like doing this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a very common thing. And that's something for me that I really liked about teaching that I didn't really realize was that every day is 100% dependent on these hormonal kids mm-hmm. that you have no idea what they're going to do. <laughs> But because of this, it's like always something different. <laughs> something new. So man. I dig that. It's yeah. like it's always something new and you yeah, got to yeah. be on your toes yeah, because yeah. if you're not, they're just like a bunch of hungry sharks that they're just going to eat you up. Oh, they're ready. Oh, they're ready. And, you know, of course, it depends on where you are. But regardless, I love that about it. And, of course, you don't learn that in a textbook. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Like that's not that's something you got to do on. hands yeah. on. Exactly. Yeah. And I think in any industry, any field, that it's the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. I think we're all dreamers. I think um, I think it's bullshit to say that anyone doesn't have a dream. I just think you need to be honest with yourself and not care so much what people think. I agree. Live your own life. I agree. And I think there are situations that you are maybe out of your control mm-hmm. and it will make it more difficult to pursue a dream and maybe you have to work Always. jobs yeah, because you just have to pay the bills, you have to provide for your family. But you can still pursue a dream. Don't give up. Don't maybe, give up. Maybe it's not a specific dream that you thought this is what you wanted to do. But there's other dreams that you could think of. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need to be realistic, like Dylan mentioned many times, sometimes it's just out of a question. If you're, you know, 50 years old and you say you want to be a professional, whatever, footballer, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. It's, it's, not it's, gonna it's, happen. it's just not going to happen. It's, it's not, you know, you can work hard. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Right? But... You can be a coach. There's levels. Right? You can be a scout. You can be whatever, involved in the sport mm-hmm. that you really love. Okay, now these are possible. Yeah, but it also comes, we have to add that with that hard work. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm 50 years old and I want to be a footballer. Okay, I can't be a footballer. I need to be a scout. Okay, do I know all that I know about formations, tactics? Mm-hmm. How can I recognize, um, you know, if this player is good? Mm-hmm. What can I learn from other scouts? And how do I get my foot in the door? These are and questions am I that you willing ask. to learn? Yeah. Am I willing to learn and am I willing to accept that there is so much that I don't, do not know? Right. Put the ego aside and understand that you don't know a lot about this. Anti-ego. We are, we are big anti-ego. Big That's a big one. That could be number one. Anti-ego and anti-giving a fuck about what other people think. Yeah. Yeah. Ego is a big one. Mm. That pretty much stems every problem is just ego. It is. Yeah. And Jocko talks about that a lot. Once again, Jocko Willink, he's a... He's a proud member of this podcast he doesn't know it yet but <laughs> he doesn't know us but he will <laughs> but he will but he's so anti-ego and it does it comes down to everything especially leadership when when you talk about ego it's it's kind of the driving force of the difference between good leaders and bad leaders but that's for another episode you know what else we are anti we're anti-brand we are anti-brand and what i mean by that people is that i think nowadays everyone tries to put on the show that this is them in all areas don't put yourself in a box. Yeah. Kick down the doors and put in some footwork. Right. And I think <laughs> where, but there's a difference. I think some people will take that as, okay, you're not a brand, so you're just everything. But it's not that we're just everything. We just, like, we just are, you know? I'm just me. That's just what I mean me. by exactly. it. Yeah, I'm not saying, like. I'm not trying to put out a certain thing. I'm not trying to say I know everything or do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, 
this it is what it is. This it is what is, we are. Exactly. This is footwork. This is footwork. For example, this is now a verb to put in footwork. To put in footwork. Man, oh, no, adjective. Man. I teach English on the side too, and I have no idea. Yeah, I'll have to ask Bao Bao about that one. <laughs> Bao Bao is baby in Chinese, and we'll get into why that is so important on a later episode. But look, like just a little wrap up. Having a dream can be scary. Take it from us. We played D3 soccer and we gave up, you know, nice cushy careers to travel into this, you know, this sea of unknown. But you can't be afraid to be a dreamer, at least. You know, you can't be afraid to fail. You can't care what people think, you know, especially if it's with following a dream. People are always going to hate, man. There's yeah. so many haters out there. People are hating because they were too scared to follow their own dream right. or because they're not honest with their se- themselves and they don't know how to find their dream. Yeah. And most people that you want to be around anyway, even if they don't show a lot of support in the beginning, at some point they will respect it, mm-hmm. that you pursued whatever was your ambition and that you were consistent with it for a long time and then it worked out. Yeah. And you'll gain respect from people that at first were just haters. But people deep down like to see that because a lot of times they're scared to do it on their own. Yeah. And they respect that how difficult it is and how much goes into it. And, you know, here in Germany, we get yelled back, yelled at by the old people driving on the wrong side of the road on our bikes. I mean, that's scary sometimes. <laughs> Man, that is super scary. It, oh God. Do not hear on. Not really. We, we, we couldn't. We couldn't go a whole podcast without making fun of Germans. We just couldn't do it. No. It's funny. It is. Man, that's all from us. When in Rome. That's all from us. Remember yes. to keep engaging with us on footwork underscore podcast on right. Instagram. Um, we're going to have a little contest in a few days. Um, we'll post about it. But, you know, if you listen here first, if you're one of our early listeners, the best review this week left on either Apple. Apple yeah, because Apple's the only one. So sorry yeah. to the Spotify people. Yeah. We'll have a different contest for the Spotify people, I yeah. guess. We'll find out. The we'll we'll figure out a way we'll for you guys to engage. Um, but but we've got best, some good ones. Yeah, but the best review. Let me tell. Yeah, let me tell do. the contest. You do it, man. I'm gonna drink some water. Okay. The best review left this week. So between Monday to next Monday, in between our episodes, 18 and 19, we'll get a free footwork sticker. Wow. wow. Man, we are moving we on are up. We are moving on up. That is right. That's right. We have stickers. Stickers. This little, little sticker hitter. And that's, that's exactly little, what we're doing. They're we're gonna, little hitters, we're, too. We're, they're little hitters, but they're going to hit worldwide. Big. Yeah. I got to get one in Mongolia, like right on Genghis Khan's eye, imagine. Man, they would find us. They would hunt us down. Do not put a sticker on Genghis Khan's eye. I beg you, man. Don't do that. Nah, we'd have to sneak it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but they can trace that back. Well, I mean, we'll just say we didn't do it. It wasn't right. us. It wasn't us. Exactly. We've just inspired people. I don't think anyone would want to disrespect Genghis Khan like that. No, I don't think you want to face him or to face anything. I just think, you know, a cool spot that deserved a sticker and that yeah. had other stickers. Yeah. You know, yeah, had yeah. other stickers. Yeah, we're to be environmentally friendly here. Right. But. Well, there are environmentally friendly stickers. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so with that, until next time. <laughs> Keep moving forward. Keep learning. And make your own path. Peace. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way.
Thank you.